Hey everybody, welcome to Offbeat Wall Street. I'm your humble host, Frank Miller. Now every week we walk the red carpet, sit nervously in our seats for about, oh, four hours, and then we politely applaud when someone else's name is called. Golf clap! Yeah, all that in an effort to bring you the best information about Wall Street and the financial markets. And uh, trust me, that's a lot of steps to take. Now, last week, we focused on Washington, D.C. On Friday, we collectively spent about $200 million to swear Donald Trump in as president. So this week, we're turning away from D.C. and moving our attention to a different hive of narcissism and privilege. That's right. This week is all about Hollywood or Hollyweed. Whichever. Oscar nominations are set to come out on Tuesday. We'll take a look at the front runners for the major categories. And we've got a busy week on Wall Street as well. Earnings season is just kicking into high gear. Last week, Procter & Gamble beat expectations. However, GE missed revenue estimates and American Express reported profits that were below expectations. Now, this week, Microsoft and AT&T lead a crowded field of earnings reports. We preview their results and take a look at who else is on tap. And we'll also check in on some economic news. This week, we'll see the release of the first economic growth figures for the fourth quarter. Now, there's some revisions to come in the next couple of months, but this will essentially close the books on Obama's economic legacy. We'll take a look at what to expect from that report, and we'll also preview some key stats from the housing market that are set to come out. Finally, as always, we'll screen some of the more, uh, shall we say, obscure entries into the esoteric festival we call Wall Street, or is it esoteric? Uh, well, yeah, I'll check my thesaurus or my dictionary in a minute. Hey, we've got flying cars, robot deliveries, and lawsuits involving SpongeBob. The greatest show on earth is shutting down after almost a century and a half in business. Millennials are earning less than their parents did at the same age, and George Soros has had a really, 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 really bad couple of months. Really bad. Yeah. This is Offbeat Wall Street. <laughs> We're the psychic political thriller comedy podcast with a little bit of a heart. Um, it's a story about a senator, a bad guy senator at first. Uh, and he's traveling around the country on the country's dime, you know, uh, like that Sununu guy used to. I see. So sort of a cynical political thriller comedy. Yeah, but it's got a heart uh, in the right spot. Uh -huh. And anyway, he has an accident. An accident? Yeah, and he becomes clairvoyant, like a oh, psychic. Oh, I see. Yeah, so, so it's kind of a psychic political thriller comedy with a heart. With a heart. And uh, not unlike Ghost meets Manchurian Candidate. Go on, go on, I'm listening. Anyway, he can start to read people's minds, and when he gets to the president's mind, it's completely blank. All right, well, the Oscar nominations are set to come out on Tuesday. Going into the announcement, La La Land looks like a presumptive favorite to win Best Picture. At least that's according to Oddsmakers. Now, according to odds-checker.com, yeah, don't forget the dodge, otherwise uh, who knows where uh, your browser will point you. Uh, that website tracks odds on British betting sites. The musical starring Emma Stone and Ryan Ryan Gosling is the runaway favorite. The betting sites are offering significantly less than even odds across the board that the movie will come away with the best picture statuette. At some places, the odds are as bad as 1 to 5. That means you would have to bet $100 for a chance to win 120 And if you haven't heard of La La Land either, don't feel bad. And there's probably a 1 in 5 chance that you've even heard of La La Land. I haven't, and I host the show. <laughs> oh boy, does that make me pathetic. Hey, looking at some of the other movies in the running, Manchester by the Sea and Moonlight are other relatively strong contenders. Man, I need to get out to the movies more. The drama Manchester by the Sea received a lot of early awards buzz, but has cooled off lately. Now that comes as sexual harassment charges against star Casey Affleck have made rounds on the internet. Meanwhile, Moonlight is a small-budget drama that became a darling of the festival circuit. Moonlight is getting odds around 3 to 1 or 4 to 1. Manchester by the Sea, that's getting odds of between 8 to 1 and 10 to 1. 
Fences and Silence are the next tier with odds between 20 to 1 and 80 to 1. Now, Fences is the Denzel Washington directed adaptation of the famous play by August Wilson. Silence is Martin Scorsese's latest effort. Hidden Figures, Arrival, Jackie, Nocturnal Animals, and Lion seem in the running to get at least a nomination. That's judging by their current betting odds. Meanwhile, if you're looking for a few long shots, well, a couple of sites are giving odds on Deadpool at 100 to 1. And one site is even offering 500 to 1 odds. On Sausage Party. <laughs> I mean, really, uh, what's not award-winning about a foul-mouthed talking hot dog? <laughs> and for Best Actor, it looks like a race between Casey Affleck and Denzel Washington. For Best Actress, Emma Stone is sitting at about even odds to take home the Oscar. Close behind her, though, is Natalie Portman. She's sitting at about 6-4 to four for her role as Jackie Kennedy in the movie, you guessed it, Jackie. This story is just too damned important to risk being overwhelmed by personality. Yeah, that's fine for action pictures, but this is special. We want real people here. We don't want people coming with any preconceived notions. We want them to see a district attorney. Bruce Willis. No, not Bruce Willis, not Kevin Costner. This is an innocent woman fighting for her life. Julia Roberts. If we can get her. Of course we can get her. If I'm perfectly honest, if I think about this... This isn't even an American film. All right, well, climate change scientists agree that earnings season is starting to heat up. Microsoft among the hottest names reporting this week. Earnings at the software maker are expected to hold steady with last year. Revenues expected to ease by about 2%, slipping to about $25.3 billion. Microsoft had a strong report last time around. Back in October, the company reported better-than-expected earnings and revenues. The results were helped by strong growth in its cloud business. AT&T and other marquee names set to report quarterly results this week. The telecom giant is expected to report earnings that are 5% higher than last year. Revenues are generally expected to hold steady with last year's levels. Analysts are looking for a top-line result of about $42 billion, and it posted $42.12 billion last year. A number of big airlines are set to report this week. The results are expected from JetBlue, Southwest, and American. Elsewhere, some big names like Texas Instruments, Boeing, Caterpillar, Starbucks, and Johnson & Johnson are all on the docket. Now, this week, we'll get the first estimate at how the economy performed in the fourth quarter of 2016. The government releases figures on gross domestic product. That broad measure of the economy will give you an idea of how things went in the final three months of last year, and that'll follow a relatively strong showing in the third quarter. For the July to September period, the economy grew at a pace of around 3.5%. That's according to a final estimate released by the government last month. And that followed an anemic 1.4% growth that was seen in the second quarter. The housing market will be back in the spotlight this week as well. Now, the first report will cover sales of previously owned homes, a stat known as existing home sales. And that's put out by the National Association of Realtors. Last month's report showed the figure rising seven-tenths of a percent for November, and that followed up on an increase of one-and-a-half percent the previous month. November's advance came as a surprise to economists who had expected home sales to dip for the month. That surprise advance brought existing home sales to an annual rate of 5.61 million. That was the highest level since February of 2007. Later in the week, we'll get a separate report about the sales of newly built homes, and that figure was also surprisingly strong last month. November's new home sales jumped by 5.2%. Economists had expected a more modest advance of around 3%. The economists uh, seem to be batting zero on these reports. Man, if only I could get paid to be wrong that much. Although if the economist thing doesn't work out, I guess they could always be weather forecasters. Uh, anyway, the uh, the advance in new home sales were led by a spike in sales in the Midwest, where the figure rose 43.8%. The average price for newly built homes rose in November as well. That figure was up nine-tenths of a percent compared to October, edging up to $305,400. 
This week's economic calendar also includes reports on international trade, durable goods orders, and consumer sentiment. Hey, who says your feelings don't matter when it comes to finances? Uh, just uh, have your therapy dog ready. Or maybe your therapy cat. Come on, we got to have equal rights for therapy dogs and cats. Why should we just... Never mind, this the political climate has got me all riled up. Before we start, I just said, Paul went to see a movie last night. He came in here raving about it. Paul, what was the name of that movie that they changed the lady into the chicken at the end? What did you say? Freaks. Freaks. Have you ever seen this? Todd Browning, yes. Oh, one of us. One of us. One of us. One of us. He came in doing that. He was raving about it. She loved it. He loved it. It was thrilling for me. All right, each week we like to wander off the beaten track a little bit and take a look at some of the money stories that aren't exactly Wall Street related. Time now for some of our quick hits. All right, well, first, uh, we here at Offbeat Wall Street enjoy, well, shall we say, cataloging society's slow progress to becoming Blade Runner. Well, here's another signpost on that journey. Airbus said last week that it plans to test a prototype for a self-piloted flying car by the end of 2017. The company's CEO told the DLD Digital Tech Conference in Munich that he hopes Airbus will demonstrate a single-person flying vehicle by the end of this year. Last year, Airbus formed a division called Urban Air Mobility that is exploring concepts like the flying car. I mean, come on, according to Back to the Future 2, we were supposed to have that in 2015. Now, speaking of movies, you know, by the time we get caught up to Blade Runner, a Blade Runner 2 is going to be out, and then it's going to be oh, just chaos. Hey, here's some more news from the future, though. Food delivery startup DoorDash and courier service Postmates, they'll be testing robot delivery services. The companies have joined forces with robotic delivery developer Starship Technologies to conduct commercial delivery trials over the next few weeks. Now, with Starship's self-driving delivery robots, DoorDash will do the delivery tests in Redwood City, California, while the Postmates tests will take place in Washington, D.C. They'll carry food orders and packages by largely rolling along city sidewalks on their own. Starship's robots travel at a top speed of about 4 miles an hour and can carry just over 40 pounds at a time. And you know the good thing about robots is at least you don't have to worry about them sticking their fingers in your food. Yeah. Hey, but on to the people that are going to be losing their jobs to these robots. Yeah, millennials. They're earning less than their parents did, according to some new research. According to an analysis of Federal Reserve data by the advocacy group Young Invincibles, baby boomers were much more financially secure than millennials when they were the same age. The research showed that millennials are earning 20% less than their parents did at the same age, and they've also accumulated only half the assets that their parents did. <laughs> well, maybe Facebook can help? Yeah, the social network giant announced last week that it's going to help found a startup garage. The so-called Station F project is going to be headquartered in Paris and is expected to have more than 3,000 desks for tech companies. Facebook plans to have 80 desks at the startup project. The company plans to mentor 10 to 15 startups every six months. Workshops and engineers from Facebook would help youngsters to learn more. Well, from Paris, we travel to a pineapple under the sea. A federal judge ruled last week in favor of a copyright claim brought by the owner of SpongeBob SquarePants. The court found in favor of media company Viacom, stating that the fictional restaurant The Krusty Krab in the animated TV series SpongeBob SquarePants is worthy of trademark protection. SpongeBob is aired by Viacom's Nickelodeon cable network. The case involved a company that was trying to open a chain of Krusty Krab restaurants. And we hear a Judge Squidward presided over that case. Well, more than half the people of the country voted against Donald Trump, unless you take away California, and then it's a totally different story. But few people were more upset in the weeks following his election than George Soros. Well, maybe a very bitter-looking Hillary Clinton. Billionaire hedge fund manager George Soros has reportedly lost about $1 billion. Yeah, billion with a B. 
following Donald Trump's unexpected victory in the election. According to a Wall Street Journal report, the stock market rally fueled by Trump's election led to Soros taking a loss. Citing unnamed people close to the matter, the journal said that Soros had bet that the market would fall following Trump's win. And from politics to, uh, well, another circus altogether, it looks like an American institution is going to be shutting down after more than 146 years. Yeah, Ringling Brothers and Barnum & Bailey Circus, the greatest show on earth closing down because of higher operating costs and a decline in ticket sales. Now, some animal rights activist groups had taken credit for the shutdown. Ringling lost significant business after animal advocates forced the circus to drop elephants from the show. And the final performances are set to take place in May of this year. Finally, not too early to get hyped about Super Bowl ads. Hyundai Motor said last week that it's planning to film and edit its Super Bowl commercial right during the game. Yeah, it's planning to shoot a documentary as the game is being played. Pretty cool. The company said it'll film about a 90-second documentary during the game, and it'll capture some of the best off-the-field Super Bowl moments, which we can only presume will involve Hyundai vehicles. (laughs) Just a guess. And the spot will run in what's called the post-gun slot, which is the first commercial break immediately following the conclusion of the game. You guarantee that ending? If the price is right, you got it. If you can guarantee me that ending, you got a deal. I guarantee it, Griffin. What do you call this thing, anyway? The player. The player. Thank you very much, everybody. This has been Offbeat Wall Street. And if you like the show, go to iTunes or your favorite podcast catcher and subscribe. While you're there, go ahead and rate and review the show. Good ratings help other people discover the show. It's very helpful. Make sure you let all your friends know, too. Check out offbeatwallstreet.com. That's our famous website. You can also follow us on the big old Twitter at Offbeat Wall Street. And that's Offbeat Wall Street, ST, like on the street sign. And, of course, a big old thank you to the big BS, Brian Stewart, for script writing and co-production of the podcast. And, of course, thank you to RTT News for providing news and stats used on the show. For up-to-date info on the markets, check them out at rttnews.com. And as we say goodbye, just a little advice for your next meeting. If you're making a presentation, it's kind of important that you use the terms that are easy to understand. Otherwise, you might confuse the higher-ups. Picture this, okay? It's a planet in the far, far future. It's a planet with two suns. Who plays the sun? No, 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 suns. Large solar (laughs) chips. Have a great week, everybody.